This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. And then what we work at is for all is to protect, again, protect the reputation of the industry. It is so key to us. And so we will go after sales schemes, sham schemes, items that come up, people wearing WQA shirts and claiming that they are selling for the Water Quality Association. We don't sell anything. That's Mike Sennett, WQA's general counsel, from his presentation on ethics at the WQA convention and exposition in Orlando in April 2022. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 269. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a show. It's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with somebody on your team or a colleague. We're publishing this June 1st of 2022. You can find us at wqa.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we feature a portion of one of the main education sessions at the WQA convention and exposition, where WQA General Counsel Mike Sennett outlined important elements of WQA's Code of Ethics, why ethics matters to members and to the industry, and how WQA works to enforce ethical conduct wherever necessary. Later, we'll have a motivational minute and our WQA tip. Now, on to Mike Sennett on ethics on WQA Radio. our goal though it's really to understand and and we almost begin all of our ethics training with a notion that what it really has as its heart is customer first the customer is right do right by the customer and the ethics will follow and being ethically compliant and everything that you meet and everything that you do really means avoiding false deceptive and misleading claims in connection with the operation of the business That's both a legal requirement, but for WQA, it is at the heart of the ethics. You can find it on our website. It's not behind any wall or anything at all. We want the public to be aware of it. We get numerous consumer calls on on the code of ethics, and we want it out there, and we want people to understand it, to read it, to follow it. And what is it quickly? It's, it's an ethics code. It's applicable to WQA members. You as WQA members subscribe to it. You have agreed to adhere to the code of ethics. And it's a commitment. You make this commitment to each other, to, to, the, to your competitors, to your customers, to government regulators, which is very important for us, uh, generally out there to all consumers. And it protects consumers. It protects competition. And most importantly, it protects the industry. We use this code of ethics in so many different ways. And the one, the one message, if I can get any message to you, uh, is that the Code of Ethics was designed, and I've worked with this for you know, 25 plus years now, 
It's designed to make that commitment a reality in all that we do, because it will avoid a regulatory regime that nobody here wants to see. And you'll see what happens when you don't have ethics, when you don't follow it, the regulators come in. And that's a whole different world and something that we've done our best with regulators to say, we can self-police. And it is voluntary. We'll get a lot of, a lot of folks will send in ethics complaints to us that will come from non-WQ, about conduct of non-WQA members. That is not what this code of ethics is. It's obligatory here. We'd like to be able to convince those non-members to either become members and or to follow the code of ethics, but generally speaking, the code of ethics is here. When we have issues outside, then that's when we go to the state's attorneys general. We go to the courts. We go to other enforcement agencies, BBB, et cetera, and those that have been in past ethics sessions here. We've had state attorneys general up here with me. We've had uh, those from BBB, et cetera. So we work at this for those outside the industry. What we talk about today is what we do in the industry. And we do enforce this code, we enforce it with members. We try to do it as much as we can with dialogue. We try to do it as much as we can with education. But we do win at this process. There have been some occasions when we've had to ask somebody to stop being a member, nicely and sometimes not so nicely, for conduct that violates the code of ethics. And we're serious about that. And we wanna always make sure that we maintain that. And then what we work at is, for all, is to protect, again, protect the reputation of the industry. It is so key to us. And so we will go after sales schemes, sham schemes, items that come up, people wearing WQA shirts and claiming that they are selling for with the Water Quality Association, we don't sell anything. We find that out there and we chase that down and we get law enforcement after them. Everything from local state's attorneys to the state's attorneys general, we will stop that conduct. It is just not something we wanna see in this industry because it reflects poorly on all of our great members and it reflects really poorly, very poorly, on our ability to go into federal and state legislators and say, we've got a great industry, because we're doing great things, and we absolutely are. What is the structure of our code of ethics? Three parts, really. Obligations, what shall you do? Basically, you're gonna be adhering to the law, meaning all laws, codes, regulations, local, whether you like them or not, you will adhere to them. And that, what that does is that promotes fair, open, vigorous, and honest competition. It also provides a great value to the consumer. And the consumer at, that, at, at each of these stages is the driver to all of this. Let's make sure that we do that. So no unfair deceptive acts, no false acts, practices, no health claims that are not comprehensively substantiated and carefully and thoughtfully articulated to a consumer very important issues. And we, what we do is we just, we wanna make sure that we fully inform customers and consumers of all the costs. Our products, and particularly, and, and we've heard this now for the last several years, you know, this was baby, you know, Chris Wilker's great mantra about, about the advances and, now, and, and DJ Shanahan, now Toby, you'll hear this. Advances in products, more sophisticated products, remote sensors, all sorts of great technology that's coming forward works because the products need to be serviced and maintained. 
We've been going to Washington. We're working on a couple of bills. And what is it that congressional staffs worry about? They don't worry about our products. This is not a manufacturer's issue for us to say. It is our dealers. Are your dealers equipped? Can they inform consumers? Are they prepared with the advances for health effects, particularly of, of a number of the more sophisticated products being sold? Can we count on that? And that's why we have Tanya Lubner's team and the whole professional certification. We just emphasize that over and over again. The customer doesn't end when you have an installation. It ends, it never should end, really. And Joe and Lupe will talk about that in great detail. Good business conduct, of course, is just be responsive, oriented, customer-oriented, focus on the merits, proven merits of products, services, and abilities. Have, as Joe will tell me, about generations and generations of customers. That's the way to do this. That's the way to do this right. They return. We also have a, a comprehensive marketing guidelines section. Uh, lots, of, lots of issues here. There's 17 of them. They are detailed. Mostly impacts um, either digital marketing, uh, consumer marketing, et cetera. Manufacturers will give us a lot of questions in this area, but it applies equally to the team here that's listening. And, and pay attention to the marketing guidelines. Make sure that they're fair, non-deceptive advertising. And, and, and make your disclosures, please. And why now? And, and, I, and I have mentioned this, and I won't go into this in great detail, but with the advances and the sophistication of our industry products, um, emerging contaminants, PFAS, everything else that's out there that, that has become a subject of discussion, ethics now more than ever, because it has an ability to scare people, or people will come to you concerned, maybe not as educated as you are, and they'll ask a lot of questions. And this is where the ethics comes in. These are challenging areas. Get yourself into the training, know what it is. When you need technical help, get technical help. Our code of ethics requires that. View yourself as, as, as I somewhat make an analogy, is, is you are the doctor. The doctor doesn't always have all the answers, all the questions. It takes tests. You go back, you think about it. Sometimes it takes specialists. Sometimes it takes a different approach. Please keep all that in mind and do it with the code of ethics in mind. And this is what we avoid at all times. Unsubstantiated health claims, just don't do it. There's very little in the health claim area that you're gonna be testing for at a kitchen table. Know, know the whole testing regime. Know what you can do in the field and what you cannot. Know what you need a certified lab to do. And particularly in this day and age, there's a lot more that's needed there and learn that process. And there's, you know, I've, I've sat through some seminars from some very excellent WQA volunteers on testing and all the parameters of testing. And Chris Wilker and I did one on, on this. It is very important to understand that whole thing and think hard, think very hard about what you're doing with home water testing. And if you find yourself using it in any way, shape or form to get extra concern for a consumer, think real hard about that and how you can do that right. And if it is a consumer concern that's a health effect, make sure you follow the rules and you're not shaking something and saying, here's your answer, because it's not there. And that was Mike Sennett, WQA General Counsel, speaking about ethics at the WQA convention and exposition. 
You can still access the full presentation by clicking on 2022 Education on our convention website, wqa.org convention. Now our motivational minute. Thinking about the topic of ethics in this podcast, you know another reason for underscoring ethics at your business is the message you send to your employees. Yeah, you know, if they know that they're working for a company that values doing the right thing for the customer at all times, why, that's a powerful message. That's real value. That's inspiring. You know, that makes people want to stay with the company when other opportunities come their way. So be outspoken when it comes to ethics. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org slash careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.